What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shona of 71, and your auditory canals are tuned into episode 121 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. First up, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. Cat Daddy, a.k.a. Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, homie? Ah, I love them. I love all of the a.k.a.s. It's showing that I'm growing, you know. <laughs> I'm growing. You know, I'm out, I'm out here taking my time. Making sure Joe is being taken care of now, you know. Um, I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited. So, so yeah, I'm 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 in a good space. I'm in a good space. You know, happy to be here. Happy to be talking about games. Um, so so yeah, yeah. Everything's that's, good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. You're comfortable. You're comfortable with all the hats that you wear. That's I good. definitely am, and I and I can't wait from. I can't wait to get some more. If you have any more, leave <laughs> them in the comments. Join our Discord. Put them in there. You know, so you're always welcome. Right. PC sleeper. PC gaming sleeper. No, I know. I I got a piece. I got a rig now. I I ain't oh, sleeping I know. no more, buddy. I I ain't sleeping no more. I'm I'm here. I'm all here. Right. And that other voice you heard was our friend Trader Joe, and of course our no our show is a no go without Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, bro? Not much, man. Maximizing my dollar. I'm trading crap in the GameStop with that fifty percent boost this week. <laughs> so I kicked some games to the curb. We're not playing Fallout seventy six anymore, Des. Sorry to break your heart. What? But... But I what, just love what, 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 what? I just now who's the gamer step stepdad? <laughs> I, I was ready. Abuse, abuse. I had to load it up and everything. Yeah, oh man. Damn, I gotta go I gotta go repurchase it for five dollars. Nah, don't do that. <laughs> buy a buy, buy a McChicken sandwich instead. It's it's but, on Games Pass, so yeah. <laughs> that only ran through this weekend, right? Uh no, it's it's running for a while. So, okay, so like the first of uh, May, early um, something like that. Well, you, you don't have. To well, it's like, every week, and it was in this week's ad again. So it's going to run until at least this upcoming Saturday. So it's fifty percent, sixty percent, if you are a Power Up Rewards member. And of course, you know the trade values are kind of low, but it's for anything that they give value for. So if you have some old like three sixty. PS3, PS4, Xbox One, you know, I just kind of decided I had stuff that I picked up like through promotions with PS Plus and like through the Play at Home initiative and, you know, as much as I, I like having the physical box and the disc, it's like I already have the game digitally, so I mean, what's what's the sense, so, so, and I got rid of some stinkers like, uh, Gerald, uh, turn off your, uh, a mic or headset for a second fallout 76 or uh, ghost recon uh, breakpoint you know stuff i picked up oh this game is cheap oh wait i never played it and so yeah just kicked them to the curb so i'm sure fallout 76 is much improved now and um i am willing to play it on my xbox series x if need be so okay 
All right. Well, <clears throat> as usual, our first topic on the docket is going to be the playlist. So, Trader Joe, uh, you're first on deck. What you been playing, man? Uh, just a lot of usual stuff. Monster Hunter Rise, specifically, for the most part. Uh, and, and dabbling and playing some Outriders. You know, me and Dez have been... Kind of, I think Des is more on the Outriders kick this past week. Um, we were playing kind of a little bit uh, online, but I had a chance to play the game a little bit solo for the first time in a while. And uh, with the recent patch that they put through, to make sure that you're you're not always matchmaking all the time, the game runs much smoother. Uh, I had no hard locks. I had no like error reporting on my PS5 dash on that um i'm taking my trickster my uh, phil spencer and uh, also my technomancer and uh, kind of leveling them up and uh and i'm kind of appreciating the game a little bit more i just opened the crafting up uh with the doctor uh in the game and uh i I'm, can't wait to dive into that a little bit more i want to play a little bit more multiplayer with you guys if need be did you kick this game to the curb kev yet or um were you still thinking about going back to it um i'll tell you when i get to my what get to my section okay yeah i'll right. I'll, I'll i'll add an element element of suspense there you <laughs> go <for> our listeners <laughs> all right there you go well, what about you des as far as outriders how you've been feeling about it so um i'm enjoying my time with it like i i'm i'm enjoying it you know they're they're still working on the, the stability issues it has crashed um uh, a couple times when I'm playing it. So while those are frustrating, nothing has really, um, like I haven't had the 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 loss of uh, um, inventories and stuff like that. You know, um, I'm actually enjoying the super sci-fi channel writing and stuff. <laughs> so, but I'm I guess I'm easy like that. I don't know. Like I, I think the gunplay's fun. I'm I'm actually liking the build that I'm working with. I I, I actually selected a, a character. So I'm playing the Pyromancer and I'm really digging the the fire based power. You know, they have a burst heal and and how they work together. Um how their how their powers work together is is really quite fun. So I am totally okay uh with what's going on with that and, and i'm eager to play more um i think really think that this game can get better um uh if given time i mean i i think that's the thing people are you know you know crapped all over cyberpunk yet you know they're they're <laughs> they're giving it more time and i think this this game launched in a much better state than cyberpunk so you know um, so that I'm more than willing to to give it a you know more time. Um, I do think that it wasn't a, a game. Was a, I, I do wish that it wasn't a, uh, online all the time. I wish it really was just kind of like a straight up you know co op together. We can go out and play and do stuff kind of kind of situation. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I understand. I kind of understand why it's why it's not. But I really want them to just kind of think about. Um, what's what's next for this my my hope is that um because they are not um doing this as a as a pseudo games as a service and they're most likely going to be releasing dlc for it uh that they will actually make a proper um sequel to it um and we get like an outriders 2 or 
or something. I, I don't know why um, or when sequel, you know, became a bad word in developing, you know, stuff. And I, I just don't know when that happened or why it happened, but I really hope that that's not, you know, the thing that that kind of happens. Like, I really want this game to to get better and be better. So we'll see. We'll have but to see I, how the sales are, too. I'm enjoying. Yeah. I, think the, I think it sold really well. Um, I think it did, too. But, but again, that was before, you know, stuff got really, really bad and people started taking it back. <laughs> oh, Kevin. But, but, uh, but I'm not really sure, you know, it's going to happen. So, yeah. A good deal. Yeah. I've been kind of enjoying, like I said, the, the Technomancer is like my almost like my solo character because I know I could be a little bit more measured. You know, I even though it's a, like a more of a, uh range character i'm still you know i i have to be aggressive when i have to be aggressive especially playing solo because i need to clear the map and you know instead of picking guys one on one on one with a sniper rifle or bolt uh rifle if need be i sometimes will have to get into the mix and do that and then trickster is a little bit easier because of the fact that i'm supposed to be in there in fact almost i in playing solo i have to make sure I straddle that line between uh, being aggressive and too aggressive as far as uh, making sure that I'm not, like, you know, going to wipe on there. You got to bounce in and out as a trickster, you know, and you got to kind of take a much more measured approach, like you were saying. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, I also turned down the world tier, um, and that's made the game a lot uh, more fun and a lot less grindy. I think people are like, you know, oh no, no, it's got to be grindy. Like you gotta, you gotta do this and you gotta do that. And I'm like, why? You know, <laughs> I'm just like, you know, you gotta get the gear, you gotta get the gear. And I'm like, nah, I'm cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I followed I your recommendation like on that. So because Des recommended to me because I was letting the game dictate the max uh, world tier because the world tier basically goes up on its own uh, systemically. Uh, because of the fact that, you know, we'll let you know, hey, you unlock this world tier, like world tier six, world tier seven. And uh, I think dialing it down so that the enemies are two levels ahead, like Des recommended, is probably the best way to go because it just takes, it's still challenging, but it takes the like frustration out of it, you know. So. It really does. And, and I'm still getting, you know, I'm still getting good weapons. Like, like I, my, my, I think my 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 you know kill time how long it takes to kill people I think is is right where it needs to be when folks are two levels ahead of you you know so I don't need to add any more stuff and I do know and I do say that once I got once I got uh the ability to craft I do think the crafting um really helped kind of close that gap between your between you and the and the enemies so so crafting really did help it and i really like the crafting in the game too i think the craft the crafting um is is pretty in depth but it's not hard you know it, it it's really easier to to find out what what you're doing and stuff so so i really think that it's uh a good kind of mix with with the crafting um and and basically you're you're just kind of up upgrading weapons, you know, to the, I mean, the, I think I'm probably about halfway through the game and I don't like, I've only upgraded gear. I have never actually made gear. And I think that's just, I don't think you can make gear in this game, which is fine. Like I don't need to make gear. <laughs> I think that's just a level of complexity that I just, this game just doesn't need. Yeah. But I do hope that, 
but I do honestly hope that that this game uh, gets a sequel and and people can fly, learn from from this and and just make it and just make it better per- personally. Like I I really enjoy it so, and I and I and I do I do play it a lot. Like it is my it is my de stressor when I need to just kind of go in. I feel just I feel just powerful enough, uh, and I feel that um. I'm right at I'm right at that like level five is is a uh, level five world tiers is kind of like the sweet spot for me and then and then as I get better gear I every now and then I'll bump it up to I'll bump it up and I'll try I'll try a new one and then I'll see okay is this am I am I dying too quickly like am I holding my own you know so every now and then I'll just dial it up just a little bit to see to see what's going on um and and I and I'll I honestly do that when I when I uh get better gear I'll 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 bump it up to see how I'm doing with it if I'm able to handle it and if I am then I'll stay at that one and then I slowly increase it as my gear gets better and I think that's a better way to approach this game than just than just allowing the um the level the, the 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 automatic level cap or world cap to just to, to kind of dictate what that is so, yeah but uh, i enjoy I kinda, it i opened up the different enemy types too because you know before you're just fighting against mutants and uh you know i don't know what they call the creatures in the game i'd have to look at the actual formal name but uh, i think they're referred in the story narrative as snaggletooth fucks i think so yeah they, they call them <laughs> snaggletooth fucks you know yeah. I, yeah I i'm thinking i'm thinking you know uh joe's would have been a much nicer thing to call them but you know snaggletooth fucks works too yeah yeah Great terminology. Uh, so yeah, Outriders has still been good. Um, playing a lot of Monster Hunter Rise on there. So me, uh, Des, and Kev uh, played with the, our listener Gerald on Monday, and just kind of getting him into the mix and understanding the hub versus the village quests and whatnot on that. And I think uh, after our play session on Monday, I, you know, Des, you've been playing a lot of Outriders, so we haven't played as much Rise this this past week you know multiplayer right and i want to get back into it like i don't want to sit here and say like you know i'm all about it and you know i i don't want to play rise ever again and i do know don't get me wrong i i do it's just it's just rise gets to a point where because i've played it so long and i've done it for so long and i've and i've kind of you know lived lived it for a long time and played it for a long time I need it. Sometimes I just need to take a break from it, you know, and then and then I get like back into it. And I think this is why um, it's kind of happening. You know, you because Monster Hunter um, ever so slightly tweaks uh, the the uh, gameplay loop. um, You get to a point where where it starts to feel a little bit like like how it was before or 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 that newness kind of wears off a little bit and you're just like okay you know this is the monster hunter that i remember and and so that's just kind of what what where i'm in right now but i do want to play it again i'm not gonna just not i'm just, I'm just not gonna stop playing it you know I, I will i will play it to the end i'll beat it and i'll see what's going on um before yeah, i'm just taking a break from it gotcha now, um, since our play session on Monday with Gerald, pretty much I've been uh, doing a lot of the village uh, quests and whatnot and uh, kind of doing... Actually, I've been enjoying diving in and doing some expeditions. So I don't know if you guys enjoy this 
per se. Personally, for, for me, especially if I have to farm a particular monster for parts, instead of me doing an actual mission and repeating the same story missions in the village mode, I just go into expedition mode, and I find that uh, finding certain bosses are easier, plus they respawn as well. And I was kind of doing the expedition mode just for the fact of uh, doing the searches for the... Um, ancient relics as well because there's uh i think about 10 or 12 ancient relics spread throughout each map yes too. And there so, are you got to look for them yeah and i've been enjoying just the traversal just like it's been so night and day between when we you know our my i went up to dez's house for the uh released weekend of rise and just how i played the game back then during that weekend and how i'm playing it now it's just been like night and day i just yeah. uh, been finding the wire bugs just so easy to traverse and um gotten Six pretty time. pretty good with it you know so i, I kind of rem reminded myself because i remember when we played that first uh, hub quest me you and, and kev um that we were fighting against i think what the um i'm trying to remember the monster i think it was the uh fire crane bird i think i believe is what oh, we're trying the to deadly, take down. The, the deadly lady or something <laughs> yeah but we literally we timed out because we weren't able to defeat it within the 50 minutes and it's just like ridiculous to think <laughs> that that whole play session and, and how it is now just how much easier it is and just you know trying to kind of bite more than we could chew at the at that moment you know so i do feel so, that the game is easier um than than subsequent games like that is just not even a that is just not even a uh it's just it's just the game is just nine day easier you know oh than, i know i'm than, feeling than that too was, you know but, I, there, there is a, there is a, I mean, and, but of course, in every game, there's just going to be a spike, and I think, I just think we haven't really hit the spike yet. But I do feel that um, I've been watching a couple of uh, gameplay videos, just looking at um, what um, is what you could do, and like all the all the tropes are there, you know, as you open up your as you open up more of the game level uh, and the game and, and you open up more of the levels and, and whatnot, you still, you still get it. And I think that's, what's really cool. Like you still you, like all the charms are there and all the, you know, all the, all the stuff that you would think are there. So I, I'm, and I'm going to be playing it more, you know, I, these are just things that I'm like, you know, all the, all the major mainstays are there and I'm, and I'm down with it. I just gotta, I just gotta get to a point you know where where I'm saturated with um, outriders. Uh, outriders, and then I'll get back to it and hang out and play some more. You know, yeah. Uh, there's a, I, there's I, a, actually I, a quest I want to try to complete this this next week. So if you can get my help, I have to do my first rampage. So yeah, I've I've done a rampage yet either. So we'll okay, see. well there you go. That's it's on the docket. Then, so. Yeah, well, well, I mean I'll play with you. you just, it's just like whenever you know you're, you're always just so accommodating. Whenever we're hanging out, you're always I'm always like, "Hey, what do you want to play?" And you're like, "Whatever." And I'm like, "Let's play Outriders." And you're just like, "Okay." <laughs> uh, that's that's why you're the gaming stepdad, man. So yeah, <laughs> you can play what I want to play, son. <laughs> but yeah, uh, other than the, those two games, uh, pretty much uh, I've been dabbling on the Switch a little bit. Uh, I played some Pac-Man '99 the wow. pac-man battle royale and i come to realize that the switch pro controller the d-pad is a um uh, a wet rag piece of shit basically so wow. uh, the uh, precise 
movements on that D-pad are not there for Pac-Man. I hate to say it. So um, I'm going to see what I could do. Um, check my cache of controllers. I think I have an 8-bit-do uh, controller for the Switch somewhere. So, and um, go in and give that a shot. I think I might also have a adapter so I could use the uh, Xbox Elite 2 controller on the Switch if I so wish. And so <laughs> I actually might get some use out of that controller by using it on the Switch because I'm not using it playing Xbox. So I didn't think it was that bad, though. Like the the controller. Like, I didn't... I'm very it, surprised. It, it, I just, it's okay. Just, it's, I didn't think it was that bad. So that's why I'm like... It's, really? it, it's okay. It's just that I just can't do the precise, like, you know, maze timings on there I'm, I'm missing it's like you know so i'm gonna see if it's just me or if it's the controller and if it's me then i will come back next episode and apologize deeply to the uh, switch pro controller so but it's just like if it's just you what are you gonna do like cut um, off your fingers or something i mean get, get, get good i don't know get so, good oh jeez yeah. delete that game now just kidding not not oh <laughs> dude I'm joking. I know, I know, I'm joking too. I think. Game of Stepdad for the win. (laughs) And last but not least, I downloaded a demo on the Switch. uh, This uh, indie game that's featured in uh, this week's Nintendo Indie World, which we'll talk about in the news. But uh, Aerial Knights Never Yield is a uh, endless runner uh, left to right. But uh, it kind of stood out to me a little bit. in the indie world presentation and uh you know it's 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 a it's a runner so you're basically just moving your controller up down left right and jumping uh, as well on there and not trying to get hit and whatnot but uh, just the presentation and the music and everything and the art style the uh aerial knight's the name of the developer and so i've never you know, run across him before or anything like that, but uh, that's the hip hop runner, right? Yes, yeah, the hip hop runner. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hip hop runner. Yeah. So I guess the cat, uh, this guy Ariel Knights was talking to like Greg Miller from Kind of Funny, and uh, yeah, I guess he wanted to make a game, and he made a game, and so he's that's like, awesome. You know, yeah. Like, and yeah, it's this young African American guy, you know. It's uh, based in Detroit, but you're like, everything's all Japanified a little bit. And uh, I was like checking out his uh, like uh, social media profiles and stuff, and he ascertains that No More Heroes is the his, the best game of all time, according to him. So, mm, I wouldn't say uh, that, but but you know, everyone has it's not bad, but it's not bad. Yeah, I know. But I'm definitely on my radar, and I definitely encourage you guys to check it out. It's not just on the Switch. It's actually going to, once it comes out, it's going to be on PS5, Xbox Series, and uh, PC as well. So, But that's me for this past week. Dez, you got anything else besides Monster and Horizon Outriders? You know about? I don't. You All right, I don't. so, Kev... Let us know what's going on, bud. I know you're going to keep us in anticipation. Yeah. I, I, what do they call it? Building suspense for your yes. for your audience, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, something like that, so, yeah. So I've been, um, I've been the negative Negro gamer this past <laughs> week. That's your AKA. <laughs> that's that's going to be, I guess that's my AKA now. Oh, um, Lord. <laughs> so 
I really haven't pl played too much. It's like I haven't been working on my side project. I've just been coming home from work and just kind of crashing out. I intend to do stuff, but nine I times out of ten, I sit, I sit on the couch and I just <laughs> crash out. But I that. yeah, it does. It does. My schedule changed, and you know, I guess I'm just trying to adjust to it. But now I sat through some very unsavory court sessions this past week too. But anyway. Um, I went through and I, but I did play, I played, I played some Monster Hunter Rise and, um, uh, after fighting Magnamalo for probably between this, over this past Friday night and Saturday morning, probably maybe close to seven hours. Uh, I decided it's time to polish up my charge blade, polish up my great sword, hang them up. Um, I went on ahead and gave my uh, palico a nice severance pay so he can take uh, meow the meow chef's uh, culinary course and start and figure out something else to do. Bought my uh, my uh, Palamute, a big old milk bone, so he's sitting over there by the fireplace, gnawing on that, and I'm done with, with huh? rice. That's it. I Magnamalo, and this, I'm on low rank, right? I'm on low rank. I'm trying to get up to level four. I'm in level three. And Magnamalo is just too... He's he's a cheap purple flame spewing bastard. That's what he is. Um, I can't tell you how many times he one shotted me. I can't tell you how many times he knocked me from one attack while I'm in the recovery frames getting up. He's got the he leaves these like flame landmines that blow up after a few seconds, but as I'm getting up. I can't even wire bug away in time. The, the explosion blows up and then that takes me out. It's like some of his moves are some of his moves are one shot it are one shots. And then some of his moves you you get hit, but it'll take like, you know, 95% of your health. So you never really know you, you never really know what's going on. So I went to YouTube, I went to the usual channels, um, and I got no help. Uh, it was mostly, most of the, the usual YouTube channels that I went to for, I just put in, how do you beat Magnamalo? And all I got was a bunch of people uh, cheering about how pretty he was and how, how pretty his flame attacks were. It's like, I, you know, y'all can get a love motel with Maggie later. I want to know how do you beat this bastard, okay? That's what I want to know. Tell me about positioning. Tell me about his his tails, because I'm not getting it. I I can't tell you how many videos I looked at uh, trying to trying to trying to to figure that out, and I I I got no help. I got no help, and it was Saturday morning. And he literally one-shotted me all three uh, carts. I said, I'm done. F this game. Mm -mm. I I'm through. And it, it's, 
and and I and I, and I you know, it's weird because for those of you who have been with the show from the beginning, you know, I complained a lot about some of the monsters in Monster Hunter World. But the difference between World and Rise was that the gameplay kept me so engrossed that I it's like, well, I'll just have to either figure it out or I'll wait for somebody to come up with a video to show me what I'm doing wrong. I was always on a quest to learn more about how to beat these monsters, right? And even with the support, the support systems in world, uh, I may not have fully understood what they were completely all about, but I wanted to find out how to how to maximize them. You know, uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a 50 year old man with a mortgage. I, I'm I'm not going to sit on this game uh, on a game like this and just figure everything out for myself. Uh, brother ain't got the time. So I I go to I went to sources and I got that information that I needed and it made an already enjoyable game all that much more enjoyable. The difference with Rise is that I am not in love with the gameplay loop. I am not in love with them damn wire bugs. I mean, I'm I'm happy you guys are enjoying them, but they have been a thorn in my side since since the demo. I don't like the support systems in this game. I've got this traitor that's telling me I can send out the, these palamutes and palicos to go collect stuff, but then I got to figure out, well, you got you to gotta buy them, but then I got to name them, then you got to give them. I don't understand all of that, and granted, I could probably look up some YouTube videos to figure it out, but I don't care enough to want to. And I think the thing that really clenched it well, two things clenched it for me. The separation between multiplayer and single player is dumb. I, I don't like the fact that I have to build up two two hubs in order in 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 order to like it like I, I surely would have appreciated some some online help fighting Maggie. But I di I would have had to go back and redo those same missions online to get to the point where I was able to fight Maggie and I just didn't I just thought that was stupid in 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 world you just go online and people there is no separate I mean there's an offline and online mode but the worlds are not separated I thought that was stupid and I just th I just think world respected my time better um I, I, I don't like the idea of having to go out and and and, and do these gathering things uh, yeah, I guess you can send the, the Palicos and the Palamutes out to get your stuff. But I, I just, you know, the last thing I want to do is run out and collect mushrooms and berries and, and, and roots. I'm, I want to kill monsters. That's, that's what I want to do in this game. And having to take that kind of time out to do that for... And I'm not even collecting ammo ammo plants. I'm not using any ranged. I wasn't using any ranged weapons in Rise. I was all, I was Captain Charge Blade and Captain and Captain Greatsword. Um, I still had to go out and gather honey and, you know, certain uh, mushrooms for my for my trank bombs. And it's just like, eh, I don't I don't like that. And the other thing and the and the other thing that was kind of like the break, the breaking point. Well, Maggie was the breaking point. 
but all these other little fairly insignificant complaints that I had about the game, just Maggie just magnified all that. So, and the other thing I didn't like, I don't like the, I don't like the, uh, the raid. I, I don't like the, I, I think Monster Hunter is about fighting one or two monsters, either solo or with a group. And having all these monsters come come rushing at you at the same time, it just didn't feel like a Monster Hunter game to me. Now, granted, I my Monster Hunter experience began and apparently ends with the world, so that's my that's my that's my base of comparison. And for those of you all that have been playing this game uh, since the beginning, I mean, maybe y'all have, you guys have a greater depth a greater appreciation for the how for how this series has evolved but you know world is where i started and world is where i will continue because i'm fairly certain there's going to be a world too so that's when i'll be back uh, unless i decide to to rise it up in the mechanics and then i won't be i won't play that but uh if they keep world what it was and the things that I liked about it, then I'll definitely be back for World 2. But Maggie just just vexed me to no end. And and it was just, I'm like, and, and it's not like I'm, I'm afraid to play hard games. I'm playing Sekiro, for crying out loud. I can't tell you how many times I got killed by that damn grade 8, you know. But I was in love with everything else that that game presents. And the difficulty was part of that. And Rise just didn't hit it, didn't hit it for me. So I had to I had to say adios to that. And the other game I said adios to was Outriders. Um, something about what people can that's people can fly that did this game, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, so their whole attitude over the people's loss of inventory folks that had invested 90 100 hours into this game it's just something that was just nagging me about that just just really you know oh well you know we'll try to give you the the the, the gear that you had and oh you had all those you know all those uh uh legendaries and your your gear and and what all this other stuff that high level stuff that you had up to this point we'll try to 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 get that together but we'll give you this frustration emoji and you know you know it, it'll be okay we'll, we'll we'll patch it up it's just something about their their overall attitude just didn't sit with me and this is the first time that that's happened there have been plenty of games that have come out less than perfect um, I, I, uh, uh, No Man's Sky comes to comes to mind. I mean, I wasn't interested in No Man's Sky, but the way that they approached the and No Man's Sky really wasn't broken. It just it just wasn't what it was played out to be. Um, the way that they approached it, the the humbleness and the kind of like the you know. They're saying that, yeah, we screwed up. We did not give you the product that you were sold. And we're going to do our best to make it right. I didn't get, I don't get that sense from people can fly. And there was just something really kind of, kind of, uh, uh, 
I don't even know what the word is. They 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 just really it's like, you know, y'all bought it, you know, we're going to patch it. We're you know, we're gonna, we give you this frustration emoji. <laughs> it it just kind of nagged me. So I was like I was thinking, okay, we got Returnal at the end of the month. I've got near replicant coming at the end of the week. Um I really don't need this right now. I, I do. I want to play Outriders absolutely because I did enjoy what I played of the demo, but I can go. I can hit them up uh, after a substantial after a substantial drop in price. I, I it it ain't like I ain't got nothing to play. That's true. So Would you hit back up if you went the Games Pass at all and do it on the Xbox. Or <laughs> I doubt I'll have an Xbox by you know by the time this game co drops in price you know gotcha i i'm the likelihood of me getting of me obtaining one of those the way i want to obtain it because i'm not trying to buy one of those overpriced bundles by get from gamestop is highly unlikely so you know it is what it is when they when they when again when it comes in i'm thinking black friday type of deal you know if if it's gotcha. at a price that i'm comfortable with but on the positive, <laughs> so I hit you well, with the negative. Well, let me ask you one question, too, about yeah. Rise. Uh, once it comes out on Steam next year, is that something you might take a look at, just in case that they adjust the online hub versus the Village Quest? They're not going to change the way that game plays. They're gotcha. not, not going to play the way that... I, I, if they change the way that game plays, uh, you know, the way it works on, on Switch with the way it works on steam, then it would be a different game. And I, I just don't see them doing that. I really don't. Um, so <clears throat> I won't be visiting it on, on, on steam either, but um, positive stuff that I, that I did, that I did play is I actually, I went back to persona five strikers. I started a new jail, uh, really enjoying that game. The story continues to be just as engrossing and uh, well-written as the original Persona 5 RPG. And like I said, this game play this game is 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 Persona with uh, Muso elements to it because you really can't play the game like a Muso. If you do, you'll 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 die <laughs> very mm -hmm. quickly. Uh, so. You're doing a couple of things, but you you've got to really keep your eye on your cast. So that means switching characters out and kind of managing their magic meter. Um, I actually had to dial the level down uh, a bit because I would get involved in combos and attacking. And the next thing I, I'm looking at my my party, it's like, okay, nobody has any magic. Nobody has any help, you know. How did this happen? So I had to, I, I had to rethink the way I approached it. And once I get the hang of of the way the game needs to be played, I'll probably go back to uh, the level, the the level that it was at, the 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 base level that it was at. But I'm I'm that game is absolutely awesome. And I downloaded Oddworld Soulstorm, which is one of the uh, PlayStation Plus PS5 games for this month, I believe. And you know, I didn't know what I was expecting, but what I got was actually kind of entertaining. It is a, at least, for, at least from where I'm at, it is a uh, 2D uh, action platformer with some mild puzzle elements. And I'm digging it. It's... It's actually kind of fun. I mean, like I'm setting 
I'm setting squid face dudes on fire and blowing holes through uh, through walk <laughs> walls to make my way to my checkpoints. And, and, and it, it's got a, it's kind of like an interesting story. They kind of give you this compressed exposition about what happened in the prior games that what brought Abe to the point he is now. So you really don't have to worry if you haven't played any of the prior games, but uh, you'll be brought up to speed really quickly. But it it plays really cool. It's it's some of the, I I haven't, I haven't, I haven't got any followers yet, but uh, I'm on my way to get them. But some of the stuff that, that just I've seen up to, up to this point is just absolutely, absolutely bonkers. I mean, the, the, the character designs that are in this game, that I guess are in this universe are, are really unique. I'll say that, you know, the, the enemy is like this, he sounds like this, like low level mafioso who's got his higher ups or, are on his, on his case because a blew up his, uh, his farm where he was making this addictive soda that, that had that, that was making all, you know, all this money for his uh, mobster backers. So he's got to get, he's got to kill Abe before they kill him. And it, 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 the, the voice talent is really good in, in this game. So I would highly suggest if you've got a PS five uh, for folks to, you know, if you, if you're not really playing anything right now to give uh, Odd World a look, it's actually pretty entertaining. So, cool. That is it for my gaming week. So, our next topic is going to be the main event. So, Des, you got the mic, man. Go. All righty. So thank you, everyone, uh, for always tuning in and always uh, taking the time to answer our main event. Uh, This main event was, uh, what game do you enjoy on your phone? Uh, What's your feelings on mobile gaming, past and present? Uh, Look for, (laughs) long for Mafia Wars and the Engage to Return. Let us know your past or current favorites. And we will discuss it on the show. So we only had a couple responses, and but the responses that we got were stuff that I personally thought we were definitely going to get. You know, just given um, how folks uh, uh, are about games, you know, and and I thought, okay, well, ask this question about mobile gaming because Sony's getting ready to put a lot of money and infrastructure around that. So I figured, well, we'll we'll see what our folks are talking about. So uh, I'm gonna read them all right now, and then uh, then we're gonna give our thoughts at the end. <laughs> so our a good friend Gerald uh, on on our Discord, and again, um, a lot of conversations are going on on our Discord. If you want to be part of the conversation, you can always join. It's always free, um, and um, no sign in or thing. You just have to be a member of Discord. And at the end of the show, Kev will let you know how to do that. So Gerald on our Discord says, I have never been into phone games, just console for me. But having said that, I also know that, that they are very popular and make tons of money. I personally know people who spend money on microtransactions. But yeah, mobile game mobile gaming is just not for me and will never be. Wow. Uh, never be, Gerald? Never? Come on. Um, all righty. And then Willie D says, nope, uh, with a laughing emoji. Okay, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. Uh, John BT says, also, nope. I- I'm seeing a trend here. Uh, Joe, our good friend Joe Fongul, came in and he wanted to pile on as well. And he said, nope, for me as well. <laughs> and then we have our, one of our longtime um, 
a longtime uh, listeners, and he responded on Twitter. Uh, Twitter this is uh, Jason says uh, Marble Strike Force and Homescapes, uh, both match three puzzle games. And if you're not, sh- uh, and I've played Homescapes, I've never played Marble Strike Strike Force, but I do have friends that that do play that because they really are into Marvel, the Mar- Marvel uh, comics, and they're really into the movies. And the Homescape and all those, those are like match three games, and so they're one of the big. Um, I, I guess types of games or, or, or genres is uh, puzzle games because they're you can just basically turn it on, do a couple of things, and then and then you know it'll time out because there's always these um, there's, there's a portion of a lot of these games which is called idling, and in which you'll you'll have a certain amount of energy, you'll play the game, you'll do something uh, in the game, and then you need that meter needs to fill up before you can play the game again, um, and then of course the microtransactions are 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 making that idle time shorter or non-existent by paying money to play the game. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it can be a vicious cycle and looping and people can, can, you know, can spend a lot of money on, on that. You know, if you, if you are a, uh, a pay to play type of, um, person. Um, so that's just something you, you got to think about, you know, and, and I played the match three puzzles game because I'm a match puzzler and I love playing, um, I love playing puzzle games on my phone personally, and I'll tell you a couple of those that, that I play. Um, and then lastly, we have our good friend Alberto, who just says, it just so happens that I have started playing a phone game called Disgaea RPG. So far, so good, and it's a, it's a mashup of all the games. I'll just play the story missions until I hit a paywall, then I'm out. There you go. That's another way you could do it. You could just play the game until you until you get to a, uh, the paywall, or you get to a point where you're where you have to pay money, you know, or you just you just pay the money. I mean, there's, there's always those three things, you know, those three options. You don't play it at all. You play until they ask you for money. Or, or you just do the idle kind of kind of thing, and you play it every so often. For me, I'm an idle player. I don't, I don't play it all the time, and and I don't. In the past, I have paid for uh, paid for stuff like gems or something to play the game or something or something that's really when I was into a game. Uh, for me, and and I know this is really weird, a weird feeling that I have. And please, you know, comment in the in our Discord and let me know. For me, like I play, I only play free games. I don't, I don't pay for the games on my on my phone. I don't like playing games on my phone. Uh, by that I mean like RPGs or fighting games because the virtual console on the on the sides of the screen. Um, the press buttons on the on the touch screen i just don't like the feel of them because there really is no feel it's all it's, there's nothing there's no tactile feeling to it so actually playing a, using the, the the screen on the phone as a controller just doesn't work for me and then and then honestly putting the phone into a into um a, a device that that simulates um a controller I just don't want to carry that around with me and and use my phone in that capacity. It's something that, that I don't want to do. Um, and then as far as paying for stuff, and again, this is where it kind of gets weird. If I spent a lot of time on a free to play game, like seriously, like if if I spend like a ton of time um, playing a game and it's really fun and I'm really enjoying the gameplay, I'll throw the developer like five dollars. You know, I'll. 
I'll pay for a bundle like a for they always give you this discount where it's like a pay for a pay for a bundle give you know for like 3.99 or something but usually my my limit is like five dollars you know and and I'll, and I'll throw that to the developer because I'm like hey you know I really like this game it's really fun and then that's it and I know that that's just like that that's most likely you know uh, a drop in the bucket because these people make hundreds of millions of dollars on people who 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 really enjoy you know playing that are playing that style of game. Uh, and I know that's one of the reasons why they're never going to go anywhere because, you know, there's just such a built-in um, fan base because, again, everyone has a phone um, and everyone has idle time. Like when you're when you're sitting at the doctor's office or you're doing something, you know, people want to get in there and, and play a game. Um, but again, it's just it just depends on what you want to do with that game. Like I, I can't see myself playing a, a Nintendo game on my phone. I just don't like, I just don't want that experience, but I'll play a small fun little um, time waster um, on my phone because I, I can turn it on and just play it. There's this one that's all, all it is is like Sudoku. I play like Sudoku on my phone or I'll play, let's think called a, uh, Blockadoku, which is you're you're basically fitting in blocks into a into a puzzle, and it's free. You know, I play solitaire, I play Risk, I play Yahtzee. Uh, there's this one that I actually play that's kind of fun, and it's called Dice Dreams. And all it is is a dice game. Like you press a button, and the dice roll, and you get different things. You can do different things and everything. And and because I've been playing that one for quite a while, I threw it uh uh three ninety nine. You know, just to be like, okay, you know, that's 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 my contribution to this game. And then, you know, I don't know why. And then after that, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to supplement this. Like, you know, it's been fun. I played it and then I'm done. So, but that's just me and and, and my weird thoughts about about uh, mobile gaming and stuff. And I, and I know that it's worth, and I know that's a lot of money and people make a lot of, a lot of cashola from it. Um, but Nothing I, weird about it at all, buddy. So... Well, it's just kind of funny because, like, I do the same thing with like free to play uh, games on my on the console. Like, if if I'm really enjoying a free to play game on the console, I'll I'll buy I'll buy a transaction or something. Like, I'll buy like an item just to give them like that 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 kind of um, monetary stuff. I don't know, but again, that's just kind of how I am. But but Joe, uh, what do what is your thoughts about um, um, mobile gaming? Uh, for me, at least, it's just been something to where, um, you know, I'm looking for a good reason to dive into uh, playing a game on my phone. I think the only games I've played personally um, basically has been like Candy Crush. You know, when, wow. when I was married back in the day, I think what uh, my wife used to play it, my ex-wife now, and uh, it was something to where, um, you know, I wanted something to play at work. Uh, she'd be playing on her phone when we're, we're taking breaks together, and so I loaded up and, and played. But, you know, a lot, a lot for me, at least back then, is that, you know, if I was going to play something that was, like, quick or something at work on a break, you know, I was busting out my 3DS and playing like, uh, like the uh, whole street pass games on there. Uh, that was my, like my go-to quick, like bite-sized gaming, um, you know, munch 
on there. So, you know, because, you know, for me, at least, you know, when am I going to play mobile games? It's when I'm on the go. And then if I'm on the go, you know, I'm not going to sit on the line at the bank playing a mobile game or anything. I'll probably just be browsing Twitter or doing whatnot on there. I have been tempted to dabble. Uh, I've been wanting to try Grand Blue Fantasy. I know that game has its fans. It's been in existence for over 10 years now, but there hasn't been a actual formal like U.S. release for the game on there, but they do have the game in English on there, and this was like a big RPG that came on simply on mobile phones that was released back in 2014. I was also tempted by Miss Walker because uh, Miss Walker uh, was the same people that did Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey, and they came out with an RPG for mobile called Terra Battle. It was pretty popular on there, but uh, you know, nothing got me to try it out because of the fact that <laughs> I just wasn't into it at the time, and uh, you know. Uh, only mobile game I would probably be interested in checking out and is probably Puzzle Quest 3 got announced. I know it's in open beta right now for mobile. Yeah, it's you know Puzzle Quest back in the day on console. And I used to love that. Oh, game. yeah. Lived the crap out of it, too. Yeah. yeah in so fact, they, I didn't even know, you know, looking this up, but they remade the first Puzzle Quest for Switch. And so I might have to go and check that yeah, out. Yeah, I have it. <laughs> I And I play it. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And again, yeah. like things like Grand Blue Fantasy and the Final Fantasy stuff, I just honestly can't see myself playing that stuff on on like I just can't see myself playing an RPG on 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 a mobile handheld system. I just I just I don't know what it is about it. I just do not find I, I just don't think it would be fun. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to keep my mind open because of the fact, especially with touch control, especially if it's a menu-based, turn-based RPG, I mean, I don't see any problems with it. It just depends on there. Um, you know, I'm interested in uh, Dragon Quest. You know, there's been a number of different Dragon Quest mobile games, but the Adventure of Die mobile game, I guess that's currently out now. I just, uh, you know, I know that they have that Infinity uh, Strash game coming out for consoles uh, based in that universe, but uh, it's something that if I do find the time to play, I might uh, dabble in, but uh, other than that, I mean, I can't imagine I mean, I think if I have to go back to work actually in the office, there I might buy one of those uh, phone harnesses and uh, get a Xbox controller, God forbid, forbid, but I could imagine like me being at work playing some Dragon Quest XI on break, possibly if I could play that on the go and play it on mobile, I might dabble with that as well. But uh, how about you, Kev? Mobile is like a no-go for you, buddy, or what's your feelings on it? Uh, typically mobile is a no-go. I, I usually avoid it like the plague with one exception. Well, actually two. Um, there was one, the, the one was that, um, oh gosh, it was that first person perspective with the swords and you would swipe diagonally left and right. And I can't even remember mm. the name of it right now, but there was familiar. that, yeah, it was, I think it was by, uh, 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 uh um, it's infinity oh, blade, I think, right? Infinity blade. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I that was like infinity a blade. And it, for whatever reason, I just, you know, I, I just downloaded it and I started playing it. Eh, it's, it's not bad. I mean, I didn't put any money in. I don't even know. Uh, I didn't even, I don't even remember how much. I think it was a paid for game. You had to pay money to get it. 
But mm-hmm. as I recall, it wasn't that expensive, at least when I got it. But I, I played that for, for a hot minute. And then there was a series of games by this company called Kairosoft that I used to play. And I don't, for whatever reason, it I, I kept hearing about it and hearing about it. And I said, oh, what the heck, I'll download it. And it was a, they did this series called Stories, and there was Game Dev Story was was the first one that I played, and that game was just it was like the perfect type of mobile game for two for just for that you know for waiting at the doctor's office at the dentist's office you know taking a number two at work what, whatever it is yes. whatever it is whatever it is you're doing that does not require a whole lot of that does not is not going to take a whole lot of time those those dev story games were great i played De- game dev story i played grand prix story where you were managing a race team i played uh mall story where you where you were an owner of a mall and trying to get stores to open up and you know create revenue for all these businesses open up in your mall and then there was then there was a, a hot spring story and arcade story where you managed your arcade now those last two I didn't like very much because those were gotcha they they started implementing gotcha elements Mm. Because you really couldn't make any progress unless you purchased, you know, money, use your money to buy the game money so you could buy more stuff to generate more income. It was really, really hard to and that was a paid for game. Both of them were. They weren't very expensive. Like they were only like each one of them was only like a couple of bucks as I'm recalling. I may be wrong, but I, I, I don't I know I didn't spend a whole lot of money on them to get them. Um. But they started implementing gotcha elements, so I stopped playing. I stopped playing uh, the arcade and the and the uh, hot springs ones. But the but yeah, the the other ones that I mentioned, the Grand Prix, the and Game Dev Story is probably my favorite of the group. But Game uh, and Grand Prix is was also a ton of fun as well, and the mall one, uh, excellent, just. Just like short little time wasters when you when you're like I said, when you're you're trying to get you're waiting for something else important to happen. But it's kind of like that in between time where you're just burning up 10, 15 minutes. It's really neat. And that is my only mobile experience. I agree. I never had a desire to go and play anything more complicated or in-depth than that on my phone. Yeah, Kairosoft Kev actually is still doing games, uh, but they're releasing some stuff for PlayStation and also for Switch as well on top. So, in fact, they have Mega Mall Story 2 out for the Switch for 14 bucks. on there. Yeah, so. I ain't paying 14 bucks for it. Yeah, it's cool, but I don't think it's... <laughs> I don't think I'm going to That's $14 cool. <laughs> Maybe on the sale, right? Yeah. Maybe. 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 <laughs> so, so all right, everybody. So thank you so much uh, again for people who, who came in and talked about uh, and, and who answered the question. Um, we do these every, every week. So definitely um, if you ever want to, you know, uh, talk to us, uh, communicate with us, um, Kevin will tell you at the end, really would love for you to, to, um, to come in and talk to us uh, during our Discord, at, with our dis- through our Discord. I think you guys would really, really enjoy that. 
So this next one, uh, this next question is going to be interesting. Um, I think uh, th this could have a really cool conversation uh, about what are your what are your most interesting video game controversies that 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 you remember from the past like what's what's one that just made you gasp like oh my god they said that or they did this or they did that um so i'm thinking we're it's time for us to have a little bit a little bit more drama on this show so <laughs> so uh let us know in the comments uh come to our discord uh answer the question on twitter what is your what was your, i don't want to say favorite but what is the one that made you say Oh, you know, a a controversy that said, ah, oh, was it was it you know Kojima leaving Capcom? Was it you know Konami. Xbox? Oh, sorry, Konami, or was it um, uh, Microsoft buying Bethesda? You know, I consider that a controversy, <laughs> controversy. But uh, but yeah, so please, you know, let us know, um, and and we'll we'll read your responses on on our next show. So that's it. I'm turning it back over to Kevin. Alrighty, for our next topic on the docket is going to be the news. So Trader Joe, you got the mic. All right, good deal, good deal. Okay, so first off, I want to kind of hit some small little game announcements, but still significant for us and also for you guys listening on here uh publisher and developer.emu and developers lizard cube and the guard crush games have announced streets of rage for paid downloadable content so they're releasing a dlc mr x nightmare uh, which will add three new playable characters and a sp special survival game mode when it launches later in 2021 a uh, separate free update will launch alongside the downloadable content with additional content as well uh, if you look at the key art for this uh, particular uh, expansion, uh, they have the one of the new characters attacking with a marlin, with an actual fish, so <laughs> on there. But uh, yeah, just kind of cool that uh, Streets of Rage Four did well enough uh, that they are releasing DLC for it, and the game has surpassed 2.5 million downloads across all platforms. That's fantastic. That. So, so maybe Games Pass had something to do with it there, but uh, as long as they're getting paid, they're getting paid. So, mm -hmm. on there. So, um, the survival mode in the game, which will challenge players to elevate and prove their own true capacities, capabilities, actually, if I could read properly, uh, through special tests of skill on there. So, it looks like it's almost like a. Uh, horde mode where you could kind of level up and whatnot but uh, uh they also are going to secure some new tunes and some levels in the game as well on there and also the free update uh that everyone will get so you don't have to pay out out your, out your pocket um it's gonna bump up a uh, difficulty a new mania plus difficulty for the game and uh they're gonna add a, a training system as well to uh basically help you maximize your moves and strategies with your characters on there so and some color palette options as well so so definitely looking good any excitement from any of you two gentlemen for streets of rage 4 mr x nightmare <laughs> uh, i'll be yeah. getting it yeah it sounds like it sounds, it sounds pretty awesome good deal good deal yeah all right 
So next thing I got to mention is another game we kind of talked about before, but Ghouls and Ghosts. Ghosts and Goblins, actually. I always want to say Ghouls and Ghosts. Ghosts and Goblins is the first one. Uh, Resurrection is uh, been announced. Uh, originally came out on Switch on February 25th on here, and so they did have a nice sizzle trailer, but they are um, going to be bringing this game out also for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, no release date has been announced on that. So it's just kind of cool um, that they are obviously giving you the ability to be able to play on other platforms besides the Switch on here. There's nothing talked about as far as physical as of yet for this. But, um, you know, I'm I'm certainly was thinking about buying it on the Switch. I got nothing bad to say about the Switch. But, um, you know, obviously if I had a choice between Switch and, you know, PS5, PS4, or, you know, Steam, I'd rather play on another platform. So... Oh, any thoughts, you guys, on this game coming to other platforms? Is it going to heighten your interest possibly in purchasing it or checking it out? No, I'm probably if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it on PlayStation. I mean, that's yeah. just where I where I choose to play my games. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too, for the most part. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, I can't see myself playing any uh, playing it on anything else. So it's just yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I know retail, I think, on the store for twenty nine ninety nine. so it's like, yeah, I think it might be worth it, though, for sure. I mean, uh, I've taken a look at some coverage of this game. I'm definitely interested, and let us know out there if you're interested in Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection or the series at all, you know. I know, Kev, if they made a Maximo sequel, you'd probably be there day one. I would, too, so. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know about this art style, though. There's something about the art style that I I don't know. I've seen I've seen it in action a couple of times uh, when the announcement came for the came through for the Switch, and I, yeah, I I I don't I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna have to see some more, you know, take some time to really look at some in depth, not like what they call that that in depth non no commentary gameplay where they just somebody's just posted gameplay of the game on YouTube and just look at it because that art style was a little off putting to me. Hmm. And yeah, it, 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 it's almost like, it's almost like it, 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 it's got that mobile phone veneer to it and i don't like that it, it it's something that you mm. you can't i can't really give a proper description of it but i know it when i see it and this game kind of sort of has that so I'll, I'll have to see i i listened to a couple other gaming podcasts the, that actually bought this day one and they were also had the same kind of reluctancy regarding their art style but they said that they got used to it after a while so that it, they it deemed to them as not being something like a mobile animation type of thing, but a stylistic choice, a designer <laughs> art direction choice as far as to go that route, you know. So yeah, but the, they want thirty. They want thirty of my dollars, so I'm going to have to like everything about it before I spend that kind of money. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, for a for a downloadable game, uh, and I mean downloadable in quotations i mean what defines a downloadable game anymore uh that i'm gonna have to i'm gonna that that is kind of above my 30 dollars is kind of above my you know just like uh on a whim 
buy yeah. it. No, 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 no. It'll, it'll, game. it'll have to be fifty percent off. You know, I mean, I think, I think, definitely think the price is a little too high on this. Like, I could see start, I could see like nineteen ninety nine. Um, but I'm probably gonna have to wait for a sale. Like, I'm not gonna buy it at thirty nine. I just like I enjoyed, I, I enjoy the series. I think the series is kind of cool, but for me, uh, the price point is just too high. And I just, I mean, I'll, I'll buy it, but it has to be like. Fourteen ninety nine. Like I'll I'll pick it up on a sale. That's not a day one for me. Gotcha. I might pick it up day one. We'll see, but uh, we'll see when it actually does come out. You know, we'll see. So, uh, speaking of uh, games and prices and whatnot, uh, uh, you know, we just kind of follow up to the whole discussion last week with Jason Schreier's story on Days Gone to uh, not being offered. As far as uh, um, you know, Sony not pursuing it at least at this time and whatnot, and all the talk back and forth about you know inside the inner workings at Sony on there. But uh, David Jaffe, I don't know if you follow his YouTube channel, but uh, he's had uh, both the uh, co-director of Days Gone and and I guess in the last couple of days uh, had the writer John Garvin uh, from Sony Ben Studios on his YouTube channel and. Uh, uh, there's this one controversial statement from John Garvin, basically has been kind of making the rounds the last day or two, but uh, basically he says that players shouldn't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if they didn't buy it at full fucking price, is what he said. So, <laughs> on there and just making wow. a statement about that, yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've seen gamers say, yeah, I got that on the sale. Yeah, I got it through PlayStation Plus, whatever. Don't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if it wasn't supported at launch. It's like God of War got whatever number of millions of sales at launch. You know, Days Gone didn't. Just speaking for me personally as a developer, I don't work for Sony. I don't know what the numbers are on here. You're so. a developer? Just kidding. Yeah, not Just me. Kidding. Yeah, so... I I mean, hey, he was being real. <laughs> I mean, that was coming from a place of frustration, in, in my opinion, you know, and he was yeah. just being really real about it. It's just like, you know, the, the game didn't do as hot as they wanted to. It's really unfortunate, but, like, they're on to different things, you know? <laughs> I mean, but I just, I think for me, that just that just really talks to, you know, supporting supporting games. And if you supported it, I mean, I feel bad for you. At the same time, it's like, how are you going to know, especially with a $60 game, whether you're going to like it to be able to purchase it day one at that price? I mean, we're enthusiasts here on this show, so we, we commonly will go out and buy a game and play it later if need be, you know, but uh, I know people you know, normal gamers that are, you know, buying usual games are not going to per se, if you want to support a game, you got to buy it at full price. I mean, I'll try to buy it at full price, but you don't know what's going on in my pocketbook. You know, I might not be able to afford to buy it at full price. You know, so. And you shouldn't be buying games at all. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, I know that they're also commenting too a bit uh, about that Sony didn't really care about uh, also too about the sequel because I guess the Metacritic score was too low on Days Gone. Um, basically, the even though it was financially viable, that uh, that's a big reason why uh, they haven't followed through to you know uh, green light a sequel. And to I me, Metacritic, I yeah. know. 
I honestly cannot stand that. Ugh, it just irks me. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that just whenever people say, oh, Metacritic didn't like it, I'm like, so? But, ugh. Yeah, well, I had to think, me. too, because Days Gone uh, got some fluff a little bit about some of the writing and some of the um, reviews, especially on the uh, like GameSpot, I believe, gave it a lower score because of how they felt like, you know, and go went into the whole, like, you know, felt like the characters in the game were sexist as far as the script and so on and so forth about that. And they lowered the score because of that reason, amongst other things, of course, but still. <laughs> uh, to me, it's this whole thing is a big nothing burger. It's just, a, it's, it's kind of crazy to see all the after effect and the talk on Twitter amongst the fans and whatnot that I've seen. Uh, on this, Kev, you have any opinion about any of this business? I got no problem with what he said. If you mm-hmm. if you like a game, support it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean that that's and <clears throat> the thing about it. I mean, this guy is basically saying that if you're waiting for a game to go on sale before you buy it, you're don't be surprised if it if you don't get a sequel because again. The majority, I forget, I, I forget what the majority of sales of a game happened th- that first two weeks after it's released. Most people don't go back out and say, "Oh, I like that game, but I'm think I'll wait until it, you know, I'll 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 visit it later when the price falls." Most people don't do that. Statistically, I mean the 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 numbers I've seen the numbers posted. I think uh, GameIndustry.biz did a thing about it a few years ago. And with you, if there is a game out that you that you want to support, you need to go out and buy it. Now, for for the thing is, is that the the casuals, however that term is defined, here's the problem that I have with it, Ted. And I think maybe the Metacritic thing. I'm hoping the Metacritic thing is just part of the excuse for them not not green lighting the sequel. I think what happened is that Days Gone did not it may have been profitable, but it did not meet the threshold of profitability that the company wanted. That can happen too. You can have a profitable product, but it's just not hitting the numbers that you that you expected it that you and you needed it to hit based off the amount of money you spent in research and development. So that's a possibility too. It happens the in movies I- all the time. Yeah. 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 The idea of, of well, we're not going to green light it because it didn't get a high Metacritic score is, is absolutely, that, that's a dumbass comment, really. It, 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 I would like to think that the corporations are, are thinking more along the lines of the financial the financial bottom line when it comes to that and not actually Metacritic because Metacritic is subject to all kinds of variables. So, uh, so yeah, I'm thinking that it probably did not meet that threshold of profitability that the game needed to hit. And I'm, I'm with that dude 110%. Now it also falls on the developers to start making games or continue to make games that command a day one get or a, a, a two week with that first two week window get on the part of the consumer. You got to make that product worth the purchase. 
So it's a two-way street. You got to give me something I want. I will give you my money when you need it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys know with Sonny Ben, but the writer, uh, as referenced in the um, David Jaffe interview, he left immediately after the game came out. And then the director that was on David Jaffe's stream last week, he hung around, he hung around but he had some comments, too, uh, talking about, like, you know, uh, that he felt like the uh, culture in the studio was kind of off because of the millennials that were working. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about how Yikes. millennials that were complaining about everything, about crunch and you know yeah. so on and so forth, and they felt yeah. entitled to yeah. let them know about it. And uh, I guess from these two guys, especially old school game devs, uh, that's been with Sony Ben for a year and a day. I mean, talk about a gentleman like, uh, in their upper 40s uh, or early 50s, you know, that uh, <laughs> they cut bait basically. And that's why they're being so outspoken right now about the whole process. I know the uh, one co director is still encouraging people to go in and go to change.org and sign the petition for Days Gone 2, which is, I don't know, mm, going to have any bearing on that's anything. Gonna be. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can co-sign that too because, man, some of these these, oh, uh, I, 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 I hate to, to to lump everybody into a generalization because my nieces and nephews are millennials and they are some of the hardest working, most driven kids you're ever going to want to meet. So I don't want to put them in that group. But yeah, some of these some of these kids, you know, they're lazy. And and I'm sorry if you don't already know that game development is a pressure cooker by now, then then you that's on you, you know. You got your full sale degree, you you you've got you've got you've got a knowledge uh, or a knowledge base that, that can apply that can be applied to a multi, multiple media fields you know you can go do you can go do uh, animation for commercials you could go and work for a, a a marketing company now all of those places are going to have deadlines too don't think they're just going to let you you know oh do i feel like working today no you know there's going to be a crunch quote unquote in all those respective fields i'm sure because they got deadlines too but if you don't realize that game development is is a high pressure uh, environment, then you just didn't do you just didn't pay attention. Yeah, you really did. That, that's nobody's fault but your own. So <laughs> think about what you want to do. We got something called the internet. You can do research about any industry that you're in. in you're thinking about getting into, but you also got to be willing to work. And that's something that some of these millennials do not have is that a d desire to actually get in there and get the work done. Yeah. You're saying millennials were complaining a lot, uh, work hours and salaries. <laughs> so. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I just started. I need to be making 800,000 a year minimum. <laughs> Give me a break. All right. Well, enough of that business. So I'm going to go and transition over and what we talked about earlier and what 
in our playlist, um, we mentioned Nintendo's Indie World Showcase. And so uh, Nintendo just recently had a like about 20, 25 minute uh, showcase of some recent game announcements on here. So and I don't know if any of you two had a chance to check it out at all. But I watched uh, it. I watched yeah. a replay of it. Good deal. So I'm not going to mention every game that was announced or shown at this thing. I'm just going to kind of cover as far as what kind of stood out to me a little bit. And so, of course, uh, Aerial Knights Never Yield, we talked about earlier, enjoyed that demo. I thought the soundtrack was pretty dope. Uh, pretty much, I think, on our Twitter, on our Discord, I put up the link for the Spotify, at least uh, for the you know opening single. Uh, to the game on there, so I'm keeping an eye on that. Uh, Ollie Ollie uh, World got announced, which is the sequel to Ollie Ollie One and Two, uh, which you know I've played a little bit of on the PlayStation, but uh, these are like kind of a 2D side-scrolling like skateboarding games on there, and so I kind of caught my eye because they're going for more of a like a, a particular art style on this on there. So it looks like a 2D slash 3D. It has like kind of a hand-drawn look to it, so kind of got me at least a little bit going um teenage mutant ninja turtle shredders revenge got shown but was announced like about what three four weeks ago give or take but at least we know it's coming to the switch you know and that's going to be of course uh, tribute games and dot emu uh coming forth with that business so uh any thoughts on teenage mutant ninja turtles i know we talked about it previously on the show so i'm gonna play it i, yeah. I think it's gonna be great that'll be a day one I'm hoping they get. No, I would actually pay $39 for that because I absolutely loved uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one, Turtles in Time, and the. uh, And I can't tell you how many hours I put into the Super Nintendo version of Turtles in Time. So that that is definitely they they got me in the uh, uh, nostalgia. <laughs> got area, got right? you in the feels, yeah. Got me in the feels, yeah. And knowing TMNT, it's going to be popular enough. I think there's going to be a physical version on the shelves too. Oh, which, per- maybe, definitely. Yeah, I think it's just a it's a given. I don't think they're even going to limited run this this sob. You know, I I, would, I love limited run to death, but I lo- I don't like ordering a game and waiting uh, nine months to get it. Yeah. <laughs> you you could get me. <laughs> T- take it for what it's worth with all that business. So, <laughs> so um, they also showed uh, Chris Tales, which is an, another game that's been shown a lot of different places. Um, it is a uh, action RPG coming out from this developer called Dreams Unincorporated from Spain. On there, they did announce a release date of July twentieth. On there, so um, I am interested in it, but I already know it's going to be a games one games pass release so i won't be checking out on the switch i'll be playing it on games pass on there hopefully it doesn't make me feel entitled for every new game to show up on games pass but Mm. any thoughts on uh chris tales des no i probably i mean it looks nice um but i'm not sure if i'm gonna pick it up yeah i'm not you know I'm not sure if I want to pay 40 bucks for it. You know, it's going to come out retail, but uh, I'm definitely checking out on Games Pass first. So um, another game they showed was... Uh, interesting concept, of... though, real quick. Like, it's an yeah. interesting concept. But... Yeah. I know they name-dropped Chrono Trigger in the description, saying that is one of the games that influenced them. So. Yep. 
yeah, the seeing seeing the time before and after. But I think I think the concept's really cool. But I just don't know if I'm gonna, if I'm going to spend the money on it right now. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, it's going to be on Games Pass. I'll definitely let you go. You know, if I get a chance to even fire it up, <laughs> you know, with yeah. every ever game on the docket on here. Uh, another game that got shown that was kind of a like a strange announcement because Konami was included. <laughs> In an indie uh, world showcase, uh, they announced a game called uh, Getsu Fumuden Undying Moon, which uh, basically is coming out for Switch next year. But uh, I don't know if you guys had a chance to check out the art style on this, but it's like kind of influenced by traditional Japanese uh, ukiyo-e art on here. And so it just looked pretty interesting as far as the art style on there and it's actually a um, sequel to a Famicom game that never came out in the US it only was released in Japan and so they're basically taking this game and kind of running with it so and they're promising Roguevania 2D action so it's like you don't get Metroidvania now you get roguelike and Castlevania cross between with the mm-hmm. 2D action on here and um, it's going to feature some strategic martial arts style combat on there as well so and uh did get announced for steam as an early access release on there i believe it's like 25 or 29 dollars on steam at the moment so i'll have to see how the early access goes between now and when it's released because it's not going to go early access on switch though so cool uh, any any thoughts on this you guys or did you get a chance to check out that particular game i saw it it looks kind of it looks it does look interesting but i'm a little bit cautious of those when they start saying metro retro (laughs) castlevania mania it's like okay now i gotta remember that screen that i hit you know 30 30 screens ago and i got this new ability that will let me go to that other area from that screen i gotta figure my way back around it's like eh. Cause I got burned out on that playing. Um, um, what's that? What was that game? Uh, where you Ori in the Blind Forest? Ori in the Blind Forest burned me out on that genre real bad, mm. real bad. So yeah, depends like really on how cool. deep in the cut they go with that. Yeah, the combat. The combat looks really cool. It's a lot of like sword base, like kind of play, like side scrolling kind of action. So uh, I think it does have potential. So I know on the uh, if you do get uh, early access on Steam, you actually get access to the Famicom version. They'll give you the uh, Famicom version as well. Not translated. It's in Japanese. So. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, hopefully well, someone will translate into English. I'm prob- pretty, pretty sure if you dug around online that someone already probably already translated it as well. So. All right, some other games that showed um, Aztec Forgotten Gods was shown. And looks like it's coming from a developer out in Mexico on here. It's a, a team called Lienzo on here, but it's a 3D action adventure with taking a lot of aspiration or inspiration <laughs> from uh, Aztec mythology on there. So uh, look kind of cool. I don't know if uh, any thoughts on that, either of you two. I saw that. Uh, it kind of put me in the mind of uh, what's that one that came out recently from uh, Ubisoft? Um, that one it was Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yeah, that's what it kind of reminded me of uh, a little bit, just kind of like in its design. But 
yeah, it, it, it like it could be interesting. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, and then they showed another roguelike 2D platformer called Skull the Hero Slayer, but I guess it was a uh, game that's developed at a Korean um, like game development university on here, and they kind of took this game and kind of reiterated on it till infant in, infinity per se, and they are releasing a commercial product uh, from this, and so. It looked kind of cool. It's just I like the 2D art style with it. It kind of re- gave me good vibes on it. I don't know what you two feel about it, but something that might put it on my radar a little bit. So. Yeah, I think I think you would like it. Um, I've watched a lot of um, gameplay about it and seeing people play it, and it looks really fun. So I think that I'm thinking that you would actually dig it. There's a lot of like it looks like it's really fast paced too, which yep. to me it's like you and know. you change you change your head and people have different heads and stuff. It's, it's, it's just it just looks like a fun game. It looks I really would, it looks really interesting. Yeah, I think you would like it too, Kev. If you I don't know if you I, I watched it, but it didn't do anything for me. Oh okay. Yeah, it, it kind of gave me that treasure kind of feel looking at yeah. it. But so it looked fun. All right, good deal. And then, of course, uh, another... I'm not sure why it's on the indie uh, showcase, but uh, the uh, remake of House of the Dead got shown on there, coming from Forever Entertainment, the same team that did the recent Panzer Dragoon remake on here, but it's coming off the Switch later this year on there. I'm not sure if there's going to be a gun peripheral for the Switch, probably with the Joy-Cons and whatnot, but... um, I, I'm not sure if it's going to be day one for me. I hopefully they do the remake well. I know Panzer Dragon came out kind of uneven, but everyone talks how they went ahead and patched it up pretty well. I'm just tired of games being patched up at the, <laughs> you know, I want the quality to be there at launch, in my opinion. But uh, any thoughts on House of the Dead? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm good as well. Okay. All right, and that's pretty much. And uh, they've shown some other stuff, but anything else that you guys sh- that was shown that kind of stood out to you at all, Des? Not for me. I mean, it really seemed like a like a standard, typical kind of kind of fair. So, I mean, I'm 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 liking them, and I really I'm really enjoying them. Like when I when I get to see them when they're coming out, I like them. Um, sometimes I wish they'd come out a little more, but at the same time, like it's at the rate that we get them, I think it's fine. But I enjoy you talk, it. You talk about the indie world presentations, you mean? Yeah, the presentation. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of new games from Annapurna that look kind of interesting as well, you know. But yeah, it's like we can't talk about everything. Go go check out the 20 minute uh, presentation if you're interested. Uh, Kev, did you have anything else besides what we talked about that kind of caught your eye? Uh, the only other one that caught my eye was probably Art of Rally. That looked like it could be kind of interesting, um, but yeah, that was that was pretty much it. Oh yeah, Art of Rally. It's a lot of people liked it. Yeah, I know it's on PC, I believe. I'm not sure if it's anywhere else at the moment. I think it's coming out for Switch on console, but I'd be interested to see if it's out anywhere else besides Switch on here. I know there's been some people enjoying that on PC, so. All right, next story to talk about real quick is Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. The global beta is 
finally got announced. It's going to be coming for PC only. It's going to start on May 14th on there. So if you're interested, definitely check it out. You're going to have to sign up via the Xbox Insider Hub on there starting on April 21st. Uh, if you don't know what Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis is, basically it's almost like a uh, new game built on the, the kind of structure of Fantasy Star Online 2. I know it's one that you, Des, commented that uh, we're not going to play PSO 2, at least where it stands now. You're going to probably start new with New Genesis, and I'm kind of yeah. taking the same attitude with it as well. So, I definitely will be. I think it, and I think it's going to be awesome. I, I, from what I saw, it's taking the the world of PSO2 and taking it into a more of an open world type of uh, kind of setting. And uh, I know there was an IGN preview uh, talking about how they felt like it's almost like an entirely new game on there. But uh, obviously I'm they want to not alienate their previous fan base of PSO2 so you're able to bring over your character and certain characteristics, certain gear but not everything to it so I think it's just a good way for someone not to be so inundated with the years and years of content for PSO2 because you know as much as we try to play PSO2 it's just, it was uh, just a lot was, yeah like I'm, I'm being completely honest with you Joe there was just a lot and I was like why is there so much so much like, layers of MMO bullshit and like, I want this game to be so simple much yeah like, I was like why <laughs> I want I want to go back the way PSO was for the Dreamcast and GameCube and also for the Fantasy Star portable games on the PSP on there so you know you sh- it shouldn't be you know, tens of layers, but obviously it's free to play, so you're going to get a lot of stuff in the mix. But hopefully, New Genesis will be a new Genesis for that as well. So, all right. And then, last thing I want to mention uh, I don't know if you know, but the PS5 just got a recent update. Um, what? 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 Firmware update? What? <laughs> so, uh, so there's a number of different things. Of course, the uh, biggest thing is that they enabled the fact that you could back up ps5 games on an external hard drive now so you don't necessarily have to when you manage your 667 uh meg uh, hard drive that you're not constantly deleting and and uploading and having to repatch things if need be uh you could throw it on an external hard drive on there so and uh any of you gentlemen take advantage of this at least i know i moved a couple of uh, ps5 games over to my external at least so i have not yet I have not. I will probably be moving uh, Miles Morales over to the hard drive uh, since I'm not really playing it right now. Um, but I really think that you know, I, I've got Godfall on my hard drive. I'm kind of going thinking about going back to that, so it'll stay put. But I haven't utilized the feature yet, but I will be shortly when I move Miles yeah. over. Yeah, uh went kind of slow a little bit for me uh, but my external hard drive is not an ssd it's a uh, just a regular old external hard drive so uh, i did watch a digital foundry like kind of blow out regarding what's the best speed and uh, they had an external nvme and they had an external ssd and a regular old hard drive and the actual external was like um 
playing PS4 games at the same speed as the internal drive, which is crazy to me. So on there, so you don't necessarily have to go crazy with uh, buying an NVMe and buying an, an enclosure, a USB enclosure to play it that way. Uh, you could just simply go grab an SSD external drive, and if you want to play your games, having them load the quickest. You could definitely not have to move them over to your internal memory per se. That uh, you could easily get the same speed on an external SSD for that. So, uh, I've that. been thinking about that, but they're still a little bit too, a little bit too pricey for what I want to spend on storage. Yeah, uh, the two terabyte SS external SSD drive is around two hundred bucks, basically. So. Yeah, yeah, and I've got a six terabyte right now just a standard you know hard drive that's working perfectly fine for me right now i see no reason to to spend hundreds of hundreds of dollars just on storage yeah i don't know uh, i i would like to have the super the greatest but at the same time well, what's an additional 25 seconds of loading time mean to mm. me in, in the end it it didn't mean that much to me when I played it on my PlayStation 4, having it loading that slowly. So it's like, you know, yeah. it's like... Uh, and I run all my <laughs> PS4 games off the external. I, I I see no reason to load them on the PS5. You know, un unless, it, unless the game gets a PS5-specific update, um, I see no reason to put it on the internal hard drive because I'm not really going to see... I may see a benefit, but... Is it enough of a benefit to take up that that real estate on that internal drive? I don't really think so. Yeah, I know I downloaded and put Division Two on my internal drive to appease Chris Lefty Brown as far as checking out the speeds between that and the Series X. And uh, hey, it's just as fast as the Series X. So, and uh, guess what? Now I got a hundred and twenty gig game. Mm. <laughs> Uh, but you completed your homework assignment. That's good. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Whether I go back to play Division Two, I don't know. I'm thinking it's going to be moved over back over to the external. So, <laughs> uh. but there's some other features too with this update. I don't know if you guys knew. Sony <clears throat> doesn't do a great job of advertising some of the features of their OS, so they have a thing to where now um, you could do game share with people on the ps4 so like say per se if me and you want to play a game uh des uh that you know per se we could do game sharing meaning that i could you know have you play the game remotely on my ps5 and so on and so forth but like say if someone hasn't upgraded to a ps5 yet you could actually play games remotely online and it's just you know i, I just wish some of these features would be talked about a little bit more above and beyond uh also they added to uh, another option for people that have hdr sets that um before ps5 had always on hdr basically no matter what and so so for some people it felt like it crushed some of the blacks and some of the games that didn't support hdr as far as having hdr always on and so there's a way in the os that you could actually uh, turn that to where HDR is only turned on when uh, a particular application supports it. So, so that's another thing to look for, just in case if you're di doing a dive into the OS, if need be. So, all right. Any other thoughts on this uh, OS upgrade, Kev? Uh, it's cool. It would be great if I can learn if we 
when we can find out when we can use that uh, expansion for that M.2 slot. Yeah. But, uh, you know, one step at a time, I guess. Yeah. How about you, uh, Des? I have no idea what you're talking about. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's good. I think this is a, a good step. But I do have to agree with you that I really wish uh, they would, by they, I mean, um, Sony. Sony would definitely let us know what their. Uh, what their OS does, you know, and I and I get it. They're trying to leave it up to the consumer, but I really they just need to just be a little bit more like, hey, check it out, we got this. This is awesome, you know. That's all. Yeah, they did change a little bit to the home base too, as far as our little you know chat thing, and so I get notifications now when Kev, when you jump online on my phone, actually. So. <laughs> He's then, uh, Kev. I'm watching you. I know when you go online. That's a, oh, it's like... Online stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> That's Joe. That's me. Is that my new moniker? Game, games, gaming online stalker. stalker. Gaming uh, stalker. I think that is that has that that has already been taken by somebody else. Probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not me. Not me. Unless you start camping at Best Buys, wondering, you know, talking about who's buying an Xbox, and I think that that that's already been taken. Gotcha, got, and that's pretty much all the news this episode, gents. So, all right, so contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail dot com. You're going to want to. Send us an email to that address if you've heard something that you'd like to respond to or even if you'd like to be on the show to have your perspective on gaming broadcast to all of our listeners. You're going to want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We can also be found on Twitter at gamingvessels. We also have our our own individual social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at Shonuff71, that's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I can be found at Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7. On Xbox, I am Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end, although I am sans and Xbox at this time. Steam, I am also Shonuff71, same spelling as before, and on Switch... I my switch number is seven six five eight two one five five three three zero nine. So you can hit me up on Switch uh, on uh, if you want to play something on the Switch there. So Trader Joe, where can they get you at? Uh, for Twitter, I am at Joe Fungul J O E F O N G U L. Constantly retweeting contest entries, annoying doesn't to no end. Spamming me to death. Uh, PSN and Steam, I'm Kamunagara, uh, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. Uh, Xbox, uh, same username, 6995 at the end, and my Nintendo friend code, 4712-5953-1409. If you want to play Monster Hunter Rise online, um, join the Discord and post your lobby and uh, ID uh, code or password into the lobby, and so I'm good to do it that way. All right, Des, where can they get a hold of you at? Well, um, I have to say, uh, for uh, regarding Joe, if a day goes by where he hasn't tagged me in a in a um, a gaming contest, I know something is wrong with him, and then I always call him and be like, "Joe, are you okay?" <laughs> so, just want to put that out there. Um, for me. <laughs> 
You can find me on uh, PSN and Steam at Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. Um, you can find me on Nintendo. My friend code is 5280-6674-4519. And you can find me on Twitter at the Nemo 6 That's T-H-T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. Um, yeah. And again, if you're going to contact us, please say that you heard us from the show or that you're a gamer or something. You know, we don't want to talk to bots. So please, only real people... You know, until, you know, bots get mad, you know, so whatever. <laughs> and, and just to uh, calm your soul, I retweeted something uh, with your uh, Twitter handle while you were doing that. Kit. You, probably, yes. you probably didn't. I'm not surprised. Yes. And that's fine. <laughs> hey, you know, it would not be it would not be Joe Petrenkov. It would not be Joe if you didn't do that. <laughs> Alrighty, so folks, that's going to bring Gaming Vessels episode 121 to a close. We want to thank you for hanging in there and listening to us banter about our favorite hobby. Also, one special shout out to everybody that participates on our Discord. Um, I know I, for one, everything that used to go to Twitter, just about everything is just going up on, on our Discord channels. And we're trying to build our community up there, and we definitely appreciate everyone everyone that participates over there and we want to encourage uh, our listeners who have not made that jump to our discord server there is no waiting period there is no vetting process you have to go through you just click the link and you're in so we're trying to do something uh keep conversations going uh with varying opinions and good discussion and we've been having a great time over there so if you're looking for some, maybe something a little bit different than what you're used to when it comes to gaming discussions on social media, hit us up on our Discord servers. You can find the link on our Twitter on our Twitter handle. You can also find the link uh, on wherever you down whatever podcast aggregate you download this show from. So for Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar, and for Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka Cat Daddy, aka Gamer Step Daddy. I'm showing up 71, aka the Negative Negro Gamer. At least for this. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooh, you got me. <laughs> saying that we will be back next week with a new show. Peace.